You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp. Hey, that's me. And Lindsay Roman. If you haven't seen or heard, this is so crazy to say this out loud. I just announced my latest and biggest business venture so far, my own swimsuit line, Evie Swim. I have been working on this for over a year and a half, and it has been hard freaking work, let me tell you. Ah, so many ups and downs. So today's episode is really special and really personal as we talk about my journey to starting a physical product line from the ground up. I'm planning to be an open book as I share my heart behind this company, my growing experiences, my failures, my successes, my biggest tips for anyone else also wanting to consider getting into a physical product or fashion brand. So whether you're just curious to hear more about Evie Swim and the story behind it, including raw behind-the-scenes looks of the creation process, or you're just wanting to learn more about creating a startup company of this scale from the ground up, I think, and I hope, you're going to get something good out of this episode. So... Keep listening, my friend. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Welcome to the show, my friend. Today we have a treat. Today I'm stepping into the interviewer seat, even though I do that semi-regularly <laughs> on the show. Um, but what's fun is that Evie is stepping into the interviewee seat. I don't know why I'm talking like that. It's because we're excited for this episode. I think it's we're so be excited. Fun. We're so excited. So this girl has been keeping a friggin' secret from you all for <laughs> too long, frankly, too long. But uh, now we can finally talk about it. Yes. She has been working behind the scenes to create a swimsuit line. Yep. <laughs> That was a weird Probably sound. I was like so obnoxious for people I was with headphones on. <laughs> I was trying to make like the <sighs> sound, but then it came out all squeaky. It was like, <laughs> I won't repeat it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Well, I'm here to get the dirt. I'm here for you all to get the dirt. I've, she's told me a lot behind the scenes you mean um, the of what it's like. What? Do you mean the tea? Whatever. Okay. Close enough. Go um, ahead. And, she told me a lot, but also since I'm not in the company, like I don't know. So I'm so eager to learn so <laughs> much of what's happened along with you. So I'm here to ans- ask the questions that you have, probably. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> Evie, how are you feeling? I'm so excited. This is actually, other than like when we filmed, which by the time everyone's listening to this, it'll, it'll already all be out. We filmed like our, our announcement video and everything for... Evie Swim and and everything, including a, like about the brand video that's a little bit longer where I kind of share a little bit of, you know, why I wanted to start this. And it's like a two minute video or something like that. So other than that and explaining it, you know, for a camera where I knew people were going to listen, this is my first time actually really like diving deep into really 
all these questions and like talking about it and giving a lot of details. So I'm like excited, maybe a little bit nervous. Like I haven't talked about this a lot. Like my other companies, I'm like, oh, I have like an elevator pitch and like a story like I'm used to saying. So this one's going to be very, I think, raw and just like fun. I'm excited. Perfect. We are not here for elevator pitches today. (laughs) All right. So I think the first question that comes to my mind, just to even start it, is because everybody that's listening to this before you made this announcement has known you as a photographer and an educator. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So the first question is what made you even think or want to start a swim line? Yes. Okay. So I've always, I just want to clarify this. I've always known that like business is my passion, not necessarily photography. And I knew I like wanted to continue as I've been growing in business and, you know, my photography business took off and then became so big and so successful and all of that. And then I wanted to help others do the same. And then I was like, I want something else too. I've always kind of been like, I, there are a few more things that I want in like business and life and to start multiple different companies. So in the back of my head, I was always like, okay, I'm going to start another company. And I was just kind of keeping my eyes out for what, like, what am I passionate about? What do I actually want to see, you know, coming from me, serving people, whatnot. And the story with like, actually how swim came into the picture is just, just kind of happened. Uh, I moved, obviously, if anyone knows my story from, Ohio to California a couple of years ago. And when I moved here, I kind of started realizing as I wore bathing suits more and more, and I was in the ocean more and more, and I was learning to surf more and more, that there was just a gap in the swim industry that I was so consistently frustrated with. I felt like there were two camps in swim where on one extreme, everything is designed to look really good. And that often means like very little coverage, doesn't stay on. Like, yeah, it looks really sexy, but it's also, you know, that that string bikini or whatever is not going to hold your, your girls in when you're trying to like jump in the ocean. Like if any girl knows the feeling of you, if you're swimming in the ocean and you dive under a wave or whatever, and before you come up, you have to like triple and quadruple check to make sure your bathing suit is still on. Oh, that's like, 1000% happened to me. Oh yeah. That is, that is a thing. Like same thing with like at a water park, like going down the slides, like, or jumping, you know, like diving off a diving board or whatever. It's that feeling of, I know this bathing suit is not going to keep like stay together. I have to like pull up my bottoms and and tuck in the girls into the top, like all of that. It's just, if the suit looks really good, most of the time it doesn't fit well or it doesn't cover well, and it's just not functional. And then on the opposite extreme, the other camp that I was finding was really functional bathing suits for the active women and, you know, the, the girls who did want to be out jumping in waves and jumping on a surfboard and whatnot. But I felt like most of those kind of looked like potato sacks put over somebody's head. (laughs) Potato sacks. 
is the only way I can describe it. Just something that even though it functioned well, it did not look good. It was not flattering to the female form. If it covered well on the bottoms or whatever, it was so low on the side that it dug into your love handles or, you know, it was so high-waisted and like too tight that it that it dug in and created like, you know, your little, little muffin tops, like whatever. It just, it wasn't designed to look good. It was designed to stay on. <laughs> and, and I right. wanted to find that middle ground. And I really couldn't. There were maybe one bathing suit that I owned that actually met that need that I felt. And every single woman that I was talking to, every girl was feeling the exact same thing. And so I just kind of sat back. And I think somebody made a, a comment or a joke to me once where, when I was wearing a bathing suit. And they're like, I always love the bathing suits that you wear. You should just start your own company or something. You have such great style. And it just kind of, I laughed it off in the moment. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I have no experience in fashion. That is not the direction I'm going to go. But it kind of stuck in the back of my head. And the more conversations I had with women of like, I'm struggling with that too. I can't find that either. I want to look good and feel good. I want to be covered and look like have it flatter my form where I feel feminine and I feel, you know, beautiful. And the more conversations I had with that, and then the more I was struggling with it in my own life, I just got really frustrated one day and sat down and was like, why the heck don't I do this? So I, I started Googling you know, the swim industry and how to start a swim line. And I was like, either this Google search is going to solidify for me that I really want to go for this, or I'm going to close my laptop and be like, you're insane. Stop it. Cut it out. And clearly I went with the latter. So. <laughs> well, that, that literally leads me perfect into the next question, which is, it was a huge undertaking for you in the sense of like, you have no experience in the fashion industry before mm -hmm. this or in like a product line. Like, like I said before, we had like, known you as a photographer, educator, like digital business owner type of thing. And so switching yeah. from digital to physical product, but not even just physical product, but the fashion industry, <laughs> which I don't want to touch with a freaking 20 foot <laughs> pole. What made you feel capable of tackling such that huge challenge? Like what made you feel like I can do this? Well, okay. I want to be transparent here and I think I've said this before on like podcast episodes or whatnot, but I want to be honest in the fact that I truly think God has given me a gift where I don't think I'm going to fail. It's very, it's very hard for me to actually feel like my first instinct to a situation or to an idea is I couldn't do that. It's my instinct is, oh yeah, I can do that. And it's been that way my entire life. I don't think that's something that I've cultivated or I've curated. So I don't want to sit here and be like, well, this mantra that I say or this affirmation that I speak every morning has magically made me like fearless. Not like I just want to be transparent there. So just because that's been something, you know, when I was a child, like my parents used to joke when I was like, two or three years old or something. And I would, I would be like, oh, I can do that. Like my siblings would be riding a bike without training wheels. And I, as a two-year-old, I'd be like, I can do that. And my mom and dad would just look at each other and be like, she literally doesn't know her own limits. <laughs> like she doesn't think she'll fail. So that I think has been a huge part of it. But one of the other major factors for me is that I truly, like God, 
really planted this seed for this company in my mind and had it germinating in my head for months before I ever started to take action, months before I ever opened up my laptop and was like, all right, I'm going to Google search this and either I'm going to go full force into it and decide to do it or I'm going to run away screaming. And it, it was this confidence in every business that I've ever done I just, my heart is to seek the Lord and to hear His leading and His voice in whatever He's calling me to. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that God called me to Evie Swim, that He put this idea into my head, that He brought the right people into this company, that He's guided me every step of the way. And so in the moments when it felt really hard and really overwhelming and incredibly difficult and frustrating and discouraging, I would just circle back to, if God has this for me, if God has truly called this, me to this, then I know I can't fail. And even, you know, a quote unquote failure to me would just be a learning experience. And as long as I stay close to God, I know I'm going to be okay. Mm, That's so good. Well, and I think it's inspirational just to people looking at it like you had no business going into the fashion industry, yet you did. <laughs> like, like guns a blazing. Like, I'm yeah. gonna do it. <laughs> um, I guess th- that takes me into like a practical question. What were the first steps that you took in the very beginning? Like when you did that Google search, yeah. what did you, like I literally, I'd be like, uh, I need fabric. <laughs> like, like, like literally how did you, what did you do in the beginning? Well, first and foremost, I just started Googling everything, which is my my MO when it comes to figuring something out. I just, Google will be your best friend for life. And so I started Googling how to start a swimsuit brand, a swimsuit company, what to know when going into fashion industry, like just Googling all these things, reading these blogs, reading these articles with, you know, tips. And most of them are trying to sell you something. It's like a course on how to start your swimsuit line or um, a swimsuit. There are a lot of swimsuits companies out there that already have like designs and like patterns. And then you would go work with that company and then like tweak them and, and, or, or whatever, pick, you know, your fabric, use their patterns pretty much and their manufacturing and all of that and and kind of like a ready-made swimsuit line. And I knew, okay, I don't want to work with this. And as I was looking at manufacturers and all this stuff through these articles, I noticed everything was made overseas and there was nothing made within, you know, the USA anymore. And I just started kind of taking notes of like, okay, I want to design my own suits from scratch. So I'm going to need a pattern maker. I'm going to need a, you know, a fashion designer who knows how to make these patterns. Because if I tried to teach myself that kind of stuff, I, it would take me 10 years to even get to the point where I could make the patterns. Like I, I knew I didn't have the expertise needed for a lot of that technical thing. And so I, I guess the first step was just, Googling everything and then taking notes on what I was reading and realizing, okay, I really want to try to find a manufacturer in the US. All right, that's down the road. So next, I really need to figure out my patterns and like my designs of my suits. Okay, so I need to start screenshotting, you know, or screen shooting or however you say that word. Uh, like any suits that pop up that that I have or f- pictures that I've seen that I kind of like the general idea, but I really didn't like the lack of coverage or it was too much coverage or it didn't look very flattering or, you know, whatever, getting inspiration. And then I started asking all of my friends, hey, do you know any like fashion designers in LA? Hey, do you know anyone who knows how to, you know, make a bathing suit or a bathing suit pattern or whatever? 
started asking all these questions. And it was just such a God thing. I said that before, but every step of the way, I ended up getting coffee with a friend of mine, Tyler, and she and I were sitting down in LA having coffee. And I was telling her about Evie Swim and my my vision for it and that I was really starting to dive in actually full force. And I really needed, I was at the stage where I'd done everything I could without having a fashion designer. And she was like, oh, if I think of anybody, I'll, you know, I'll let you know. And then like a day later, she was like, oh my gosh, I thought of somebody. Here's her information. And then I connected with her. Her name is MJ. And then MJ connected me with Hope, who has become one of my lead designers on the Evie Swim team. She's worked with me. She was the project manager for over like almost a year on this whole project through development and a ton of stuff. So I, it's a hard, that's such a big question to answer because there were so many moving parts, but I feel like it was just Google searching and figuring out what I didn't know. And then when I sat down, okay, here's a story time. When hmm. I sat down with MJ, I'm ready. the first time I I talked to her, we met up in uh, oh, shoot, Malibu and we sat down for coffee and we sat across from each other. And I just remember she was like, okay, so what stage of the development process are you in? And I was like, well, I know the the, the vibe that I want to go for. I know the, the functionality that I want to go for. I have a couple of designs in mind. Here's my Pinterest board of all of my, you know, saved photos. Here's a few screenshots. But I have no idea where to go from here. And I literally looked her in the face and I was like, I have no idea what I don't even know. Like I'm so oblivious and so naive and so ignorant to the fashion industry and to pattern making and all of this. And she was like, okay, cool. So let's, you know, you're going to need, I'm really good at tech packs. And I was like, what's a, what's a tech pack? Literally as you said that, I'm like, I don't know what that means. So it's like the technical, like a tech pack is essentially here's the call outs, here's the, the, you know, the design shape, the width, like we're pulling these, these examples from these other suits, but we want to, you know, extend the coverage on the, the, the butt. We want to, you know, lower this neckline or raise this neckline or different things, including measurements. And like, it's just like a multi-page PDF document with all of the technical details to then go into pattern making. And so she would like say, she was like, okay, well, what about your, you know, I don't even know. I think she was like MOQs or something. And I was like, what's, so what's an MOQ? And she'd be like, okay, so your minimum order quantity. And I'd be like, oh, okay. So it was just such a, like that, that talk was so funny. She literally pulled out a sheet of paper and started sketching stuff up for me of, you know, here's what a tech pack typically looks like. Here's what you need to keep in mind with this suit. And I like brought example suits with her and was like, I like the way this fits or whatever. I just didn't know anything. And I had to learn through this entire process to admit that, to ask questions, to be ignorant and to not be ashamed of that ignorance, but to bring people on who actually knew what they were talking about. And that honestly in my opinion, is the only thing that actually made this company happen because I sure as heck knew nothing. <laughs> That's fascinating though. Yeah. Oh it's, man. It's been such a learning curve. Let me just tell you that. There are still I, moments when I'm like, uh, what am I doing? <laughs> I think that's relatable though. Yeah. Because I think for the average human that doesn't know anything about the fashion industry, they would be literally just like you of like, 
I don't know what I'm mm-hmm. doing. But the fact yeah. that you did it anyway is like, it's just like such an inspirational story of like, you want to do that? Okay, go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're not going to know what the hell you're doing, but do it anyway. Yeah, I think we're capable of so much more than we realize. We just say no for ourselves because we're afraid of failing. And I think we have to get over the feel of that fear of failure because failing is not the deadly sin that we think it is. It's just a part of taking risks and it's a part of learning and a part of growing. And I think we need to become even better at taking risks and risking failure and trying things even when we don't have any business trying it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, my next question is, how did you come up with the styles, patterns, and colors? Which you kind of talked about a little bit of just like getting inspo, but my question, just because I know this part, uh, (laughs) did they change over time? (laughs) Talk about that process and journey. Yes, okay. Uh, Oh gosh, yes. (laughs) Things changed so much over time. Let me just say, I have had to be more flexible and more peaceful, intentionally, strategically through this process than I think I've ever had to be in any other business. So many moving parts and pieces and so much can go wrong. And it's just, it's just been crazy. So my styles were pretty kind of close to what I envisioned in the beginning, but there were just certain things of like, I wanted, you know, a a certain one piece that is not going to be included in this launch, but we're working on for the next release of suits. And as we were designing it, we realized this is a really involved design. This is going to be very expensive to produce as well. And it's just taking so much time because there were so many intricate pieces and parts and stuff. So things like that, where we would knock a, uh, we have a couple of pieces that we wanted to include in the first launch that we ended up knocking off pretty early to push to the second launch. So things like that happened where we kind of realized, oh, we can't, in the time frame that we had to make all of these patterns and design all of these suits and, you know, create samples of the suits and then test them and then tweak the the patterns and everything that went into it, we realized like we should probably postpone some. So stuff like that happened. Uh, the, the patterns and the colors, which is what Lindsay's kind of laughing about. Well, and I'm just saying that because every time like we would be on a heart business meeting, I, I just remember one time she literally had like pieces of paper printed out like literally like an eight by 11, like a piece of computer paper (laughs) printed with the pattern of a suit that she wanted. And she literally like put it over her bra, like, but her shirt was still on or maybe it wasn't. I can't remember. No, it was just a, I put it over a bathing suit. You put it over a bathing suit and you like tucked the, like the paper corners in. So you're like, I want to see what it looks like. And I just remember you doing that. And you were like, it was like one color with like a bunch of different sizes of the certain pattern that was on it. And then like literally like a week later, (laughs) <laughs> I'd be like, how is that going? And you're like, hey, what about these patterns? And I was like, what happened to the other one? And you're like, oh, that was completely scrapped. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what? And then that happened like again and again and again. And then when you did your video and then I came like at the tail end of it, I yeah. was like, oh, show me the suits because I hadn't seen like the final suits yet. And then I was like, wait, you had like this big dilemma like a like a week and a half ago sharing and I like answered which pattern was best. And you're like, yeah, no, that couldn't happen. <laughs> Dude, it has been such a process. That is such an accurate look into the pattern, like the, the, 
what we call a print, (laughs) what we call as if I'm now part of the fashion industry. Oh gosh, maybe I am. Anyways, what those in the fashion industry would call a print uh, is like, you know, the, the design or the pattern on the fabric. And we had such a difficult time because we have a nylon-based fabric, getting the ability to print a pattern and a a print on top of that fabric without melting the nylon fabric. So most prints and and are are put on a fabric via like digital printing or heat transfer or something like that, which is basically putting heat onto the fabric. But nylon will melt if you do that. This is way too in- involved, but I'm just well, no, gonna... no, this is the juice that we need. <laughs> well, because I'm like, how does Target do it? Like, how does any other fa- like swimsuit do it? Because there's like some god-awful swimsuits out there at like Walmart or Target. And you're like, why? But you look at the print and you're like, it's like a very intricate print. Yeah. Well, a lot of them do it because it's a polyester-based fabric. And so polyester— I don't know know the—talk to me. I don't understand. What's nylon? What's polyester? What are yours made out of? So mine are nylon and and actually recycled nylon, which is—yeah, it's it's much softer and thicker. So it's very buttery and it's very soft against the skin. Literally every girl who has worn or tried the suit so far, one of their first reactions is, oh my gosh, this is buttery soft, which is what I wanted. I also really wanted— wanted to work with a high quality recycled material. And so that's what we went with. So that's But what, because of that, you can't put a print on it very easily. Yeah. They're only So a you're couple. telling me the target suits <laughs> are not that. No, they can be. So nylon can have really good prints, but it's it just depends. It depends on you have to have like a s- screen printing is one way that you can print on nylon, but screen printing often, especially within the States, which is what I wanted to do, is often only in these like limited size screens. So it's actually like a a 24 by 24 screen that would then go down and print on that 24 by 24 piece of fabric. But that would mean a lot more fabric waste because then you're cutting this big roll of fabric, which by the way, I literally have like five massive rolls in my guest room. Lindsay and Andrew yeah, stayed no, in my I, guest room. Literally, literally like I went up and I was like, what the hell is this? Um, I like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah, my this guest is room. Buttery. <laughs> my guest room has now turned into my fabric storage room. But anyways, um, these big rolls of fabric, they would then have to cut into these like specific size sections for that screen to then print the the pattern and print onto it, which would then result in a lot more wasted fabric when you then cut it into the the size and shapes of the suits to then sew it. So I didn't want to do that either because not only was that more expensive for me, but that also meant more fabric waste, which was challenging. So then we just sourced Hope and I, like my team and I, spent so much time trying to figure out who could print on nylon and what quality. We thought we found this one company. And so we were working on this one design for the prints. And then the fabric was sent back to us and it changed the feel, the hand feel of the ta- like fabric so dramatically. It felt like sandpaper from buttery soft to like sandpaper rough. It was awful. And so we were like, okay, well, we have to scrap this. It was just such a challenge to find the ability to print on our nylon fabric without ruining the the quality and feel of the fabric and not waste material. So we then found an option, and this is where, Lindsay, you experienced a lot of the ups and downs. Uh, we found within our manufacturer, we can do like a, a screen printing, like a digital printing on 
a polyester fabric, but the polyester fabric feels identical to our nylon and it fits the same, the, the stretch is the same, all of that. So we're working with them and then we're printing this suit color. And I have this color that's like in mind, like on brand, like it looks great. I'm so excited. And because it's a digital print, when it comes back, it's so pixelated. Like it looks like one of those, like you zoom in really, really far on a screenshot and all you see are like all these like lines and pixelated dots. That's how the print looked on the suit. And so then we had to go back and try to figure out, okay, this digital print only can read certain Pantones, which means that only certain like colors look right on the suits. And I just actually, remember like that call where you were like, all the cool colors that yep. I want, like all the, like the all neutral, the earth tones, earth tones, <laughs> like none of the, like all, every single one was pixelated. And yep. I was like, what about like this color pixelated? And then I was like, well, what about like bright ass yellow? And you're like, no, that would work perfectly fine. Yep, it was like, literally like all the neon colors were perfectly saturated colors, but all the earth toned like neutrals were all like pixelated as frick. And it was so frustrating. And we were at this point, this was a few months ago. So we're down to the the line on, we have to figure out what our pattern, our prints are in order to have them sewn, to get the samples, to then do the video shoot, to then do the e-commerce shoot. Like all of these layers of getting ready for a launch, we had to have it decided. And so we were starting to go for this one print that I ended up just like I just had such a bad gut feeling about it. I was like, I don't think this is a good print. I don't think people are going to like this. I don't really like this. And finally, I was sitting on an airplane flying home from my family in Ohio. And I was just torn up over this decision because it was so stressful. It had to be made. I felt like all of my options of what I actually wanted were just doors closed in my face. And I was just stressed. And I was sitting on this airplane and I was pulling up an album that I have on my phone of just screenshots that I've taken of patterns like suits, just things that inspire me for Evie Swim. And I was going back to some of my first photos in that album and I noticed there were just some simple stripe prints that were just classic and looked really great. And I just looked at that and I was like, let's go back to that. Let's go back to our first print will just be a, a classic stripe and we'll work with the colors that in the Pantone will be fully saturated and won't look pixelated. And we ended up completely switching our pattern and I'm so happy with it. I think it looks incredible, but man, it was a journey. But that's just one like little area where there were like ups, downs, yes, no, this, that, no, doesn't work. Okay, closed door, try this. Nope, doesn't work. Like it, that's what the whole process has been like. It's been insane. <laughs> That's insane. Well, and also that one is by far my favorite. Yeah, it's. Like, I think it's, it's going to be... It's a hit. <laughs> I think right. people are really going to like it. I hope so. I love it. We wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to chat about counseling. Now, counseling is so often stigmatized in a negative way, and it absolutely should not be. Because Evie and I so firmly support counseling in all stages of life, we were so excited when BetterHelp, an online counseling company, reached out to us to be a sponsor on the show. We were able to try it ourselves for a bit and our experiences were incredible. I was even able to go on and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs and more. I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire. Something else we genuinely loved about BetterHelp is that they offer four ways to get licensed counseling, video sessions, phone calls, live chat, and messaging. It's honestly incredible. 
If you've been contemplating counseling but are feeling lost on where to start, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. We both had great experiences with them and have so many friends also loving their services. So we have an affiliate link for you today for 10% off your first month. Just go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash heart and hustle. Hey, hey, if you are new here and haven't heard about our online resource shop, ooh, listen up. The Heart Shop is a digital resource and template shop for creative entrepreneurs and photographers. There are so many goodies for creative entrepreneurs in the shop, like website templates, PDF guide templates, illustrations to enhance your brand, and lots more. But one thing in particular we made sure to add was contract templates. We've seen the horror stories. We've been in sticky situations ourselves when we first started our businesses. And honestly, we know the value that comes from having a rock solid contract in place in your business. Honestly, you just sleep better, you avoid sticky situations, and you present a professional experience to your clients. Contracts all around are lifelines when it comes to running a successful business. So true. So we partnered with Paige Griffith of The Legal Page to provide you with a curated list of her contract templates in our shop. Paige is one of the best in the biz when it comes to having foolproof contracts that cover everything you need within your photography business. You can snag her contracts in our shop, like the wedding photography contract, destination intimate wedding contract, cancellation or rescheduling bundle contract, session contract, second shooter contract, associate photographer contract, and honestly, so much more. <laughs> Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and use code HEARTU for 10% off when checking out with any of the contracts. That's the Heart University city.com forward slash shop and use code heart you for 10% off time to cover your butt and get your business legally legit. Well, this kind of leads into my next question. Kind of, you kind of already talked about it, but maybe not in this way. My question is what learning curves did you encounter going from a service-based business, like a photography to a product-based, like what type of things do you have to even encounter that you just don't have to deal with in like a digital or service-based industry? Oh, so many things. You have to pay attention. There's, oh my gosh, there's so many layers of stuff. You have to pay attention to your fulfillment is probably one of the biggest, which is basically once somebody- Break that that down for someone who doesn't know what that word means. Okay, so fulfillment is basically your, your shipping, receiving, returns department. So if somebody places an order- who is going to pack and ship that suit? Who? How are you going to track what order is given and then, you know, pulling the items from the inventory, packing them up, shipping them out? If a return needs to be processed, who's handling that process? Who, you know, is handling any, like, receiving of the inventory? Are you able to store all of the inventory? It's just a big process. So, that was probably one of the biggest learning curves was I had to figure out what I wanted to do with fulfillment. And right now I have an incredible third-party fulfillment center that I'm working with. I literally love them so much. But my goal eventually is at this stage to bring my fulfillment in-house. So basically to have a warehouse for Evie Swim where I have a team working on all of that. But to start off, (laughs) I wasn't sure that that was the best move. And I consulted with a lot of people and a lot of people on my team and outside input. And I ran all sorts of, um, you know, a cost benefit analysis and, and, you know, profit and loss statements and all of this to figure out 
financially what made the most sense, what was going to take the most stress off of my plate, what did I think I could do. I went and toured a warehouse here near my house that would have been perfect for the size that we needed and getting started. But I just kept praying about it and was like, I can't, I I can't do everything, especially with like multiple other companies that I'm also still running. So I ended up going with somebody. But even with that, there's so many layers of that. Like you have to know your different, you know, UPCs, the different, like how many pieces I don't, you have. I don't know what a UPC and I can guarantee you nobody that okay. is listening to this also knows what a UPC is. <laughs> okay. So can you clarify it for us? Okay. So UPC is like the barcode number that you would scan on like a normal item checking out at Target or whatever. Got it. And that's basically what triggers, you know, your inventory and knowing like here, you know, we have a hundred of these suits. And so as you scan them, you're like, okay, now we're down to 50 because it's triggering back to your inventory management system, which we're using Shopify. But um, that's basically, you have to have a UPC code for every style, every color of every style. Okay. You have to have a UPC code for every size of every style in every color. So basically I have like- That's a lot. A hundred different UPC codes, even though I only have- I think seven different pieces, I have, you know, five sizes of seven pieces in three to four, you know, two to four colors. So it's like all these UPCs that you have to break down. So it was stuff like that. We had to figure out our tagging. So like our our care tag inside the suit, our, our hang tag when you purchase the suit, the uh, sanitary liner inside the bottoms of the suit, and the the little metal bar that we'll be having on the back of the suit that's like the brand tag. Like there are so many different pieces of like a physical product. You don't just have a physical product. You then have to have, you know, all of those tags and then all of the packaging. And I had to design all of the packaging with uh, a designer and figure out like what was the brand experience that I wanted to have when people opened their box? What did I want the box to look like? So a lot of moving parts in a product-based business, especially of this scale, I obviously could have started off much smaller and, you know, sewn the suits by hand and made them made to order and shipped them out myself. But that is not what I want to do. Also, I suck at sewing. I can sew on a button and I can hem. That's about it. Anyways, um, <laughs> so it was just a lot to to navigate through. And then obviously all sorts of insurance and um, just a lot of things that go into having a lot of inventory and inventory management and quality control and, you know, your manufacturing and finding your manufacturer. I had a terrible experience with a manufacturer who tried to completely screw me over, which set us back like three months because I left them, sent them a scathing email of how terrible they treated me and left and had to find a whole brand new manufacturer a few months before we were ideally launching, which made us push the launch. So it's just a lot of learning curves, a lot of industry stuff that I didn't know that to this day, I'm still like, there's so much that I don't know, but I'm learning as I'm going. <laughs> okay, wait, you've re- repeatedly said my team, but I think so far you've you've clarified hope as your designer. Like, so ha- who all did you hire? Because I think that's really smart that you outsourced from the beginning, in, especially in an industry that you didn't know very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, could you give us a scale of like, 
who, what did you hire for who? Or like, what jobs did you hire or outsource, I guess? Yeah. Well, okay. So individuals, I have Brenda is a consultant on Evie Swim, which again, I found her by asking a friend, my friend Jamie uh, recommended her. She was like a childhood friend. And Brenda's been in the industry for years and years as a C-level executive in the swim industry. And she's a believer. She's just been such a blessing. So Brenda came on as a consultant and I hired her to basically ask questions and ask things that I didn't know and um, have her advise me on a lot of stuff. So Brenda's been a consultant. And then Max, obviously, is my marketing director. So he's handling a lot of Facebook ads and the funnels and you know all that we're doing there. And then Laura is my operations manager. So she's running day-to-day operations, handling a lot of the customer service, handling, you know, communicating with the manufacturer and the 3PLs who are fulfillment center. And, you know, just the day-to-day operation stuff that I personally don't want to be involved in answering or handling. I want to stay at the CEO level slash like design and oversee the company and help cast the vision for, you know, marketing goals and brand goals and, you know, future goals and all that stuff. But I don't want to be sitting there working within Shopify on our product listings personally. So that's where Laura comes in. And then MJ has been the designer who's been helping us with like the tech packs and the pattern and printmaking and all of that. And then Hope has been the lead designer helping actually create the patterns for the swimsuits, helping with, you know, the the fit the fittings and and the adjustments and communicating with the manufacturer and the pattern maker over at the manufacturer to make sure that she's actually able to make the suit look the way that we're designing it and different things. And then on a broader scale, we have our manufacturer who basically handles, we send them our fabric and they you know, cut, sew, and ship it out on pallets to our fulfillment center. And then our fulfillment center receives the inventory, catalogs the inventory. And then when an order comes through, it is triggered at our fulfillment center. They pack, ship the order to our customer. So that right now is an overview of the team. I'm going to be hiring a social media manager and I have a brand photographer as well. So other people on the team too, but those are the core people starting off right now. That's so inspiring. I'm just like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. You know all of this though. No, but like, no, I didn't. I didn't know. Well, I had heard the name Laura thrown around in like a business meeting, but I didn't know like what she did. And I've never heard of MJ. I only knew Hope. That was like, I had heard the names Hope and Laura. Yeah. That was it. I mean, but AJ is just like so cool to see like the the full picture of like yeah the inner workings and how you smartly outsourced and and didn't try to do all of that yourself and like swamp yourself. Although my question, I don't know if you want to answer this, but <laughs> how did you like like what would be your advice to somebody that wants to do this? Like how did you fund that? Like because you haven't made a sale yet. Well, yeah. I don't know when this podcast episode is going out, so maybe you have. But by, like by, by the time this is going out, I will have made pre sale orders because I'm not gonna put this episode out until Evie Swim has been announced. Okay. But well, let's hope they 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 will. <laughs> they yes. will. They're bomb. They're bomb. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like how did you fund this from like a startup position? When yeah. like as, as you're talking, I'm like, what I'm just seeing dollar signs as you're oh, talking. Yeah. I'm like, it's oh, that's a that's a person and then that's a person and then it's this thing and then the manufacturer. I'm just like, whoa. Oh yeah. That doesn't even count like our our, you know, 
the cost of the samples and the cost of hiring Brady to do the video stuff for me. And like, there's so many other costs that I haven't even gotten into. And, you know, the right. web designer, Sarah, to help design the Evie Swim brand and website and the packaging designer, you know, those that list of people doesn't include those contractors. So right, 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 <laughs> it's right. been expensive. So I have funded it self funded from basically the profits of a lot of stuff that I've done from Evelyn Grace, so my photography business, and then a vast majority from the heart. So everything that I've earned from, you know, selling courses and workshops and stuff like that, I've pretty much just saved and I'm now reinvesting back into this new business. So just paying attention to my dollars. Like I considered buying a house and almost did. I put in an offer and I just see that as the hand of God kind of keeping me out of it because he's like, nope, you need this capital. You need this cash flow to jump back into another business. So full transparency, that's where my money's come from just for my other companies and just refunneling it back into this new startup. I think that's so inspiring though, because I feel like when you have a business that's successful and then you're getting profit from it, you could be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Tahiti or Greece. <laughs> well, just kidding. Then COVID was like, no, you're not. Um, <laughs> but like, I think that's such a smart, like, it's just a smart picture of seeing someone, especially someone young, be successful monetarily and then strategically not like blow it on like fun stuff mm -hmm. and like really strategically invest it back into something else that's going to make money in the future. Like, yeah. that's just really smart. And I think a lot of people could learn from that. Oh, thanks. I'm not perfect, but I'm I'm so grateful for, you know, the financial blessings and opportunities that God's given. And I really want to steward that incredibly well. And I have people who help me do that. I have my brother who is great and knows a lot about, you know, investing stuff. And I'll call him and be like, okay, I want to buy this house. Is this a smart move? Let's talk about this. And he'll walk me through it. I have a financial advisor that I talk to. I have, you know, other friends who really help me stay where I want to be with my businesses and especially with like my investments. So I, I don't do it alone. I'm not the queen of money by any means. Right. Okay. What is your hope or goal for Eviswim moving forward? Like after this launch or long, long-term vision? Okay. Okay. I think, uh, should I just share? Yes, we want the juice. <laughs> okay. But I'm also the person, I'm really torn up about this right now. I'm the person who really likes to keep stuff like quiet. Yeah, we, we know, Evie. We know. You've been, I've had a secret project for a year now. You can't know what it is, but I'm going to tease you anyway. That's You're the worst. <laughs> we do it with the heart too, so I can't really complain. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, yeah, if you know me at all, you know, I just, I like to set big goals and then stay quiet about them and just hustle and work hard. And then, and then drop them. And then, yeah. Like and then just be like, bam, here's what we're doing. But uh, I think I'm just going to share this. God has given me a vision for Evie Swim that came in the last couple of months. So we're recording this in February and God gave it to me like a few weeks ago. So I knew I had God had big plans for Evie Swim. I knew he'd called me to start this for a reason. I knew that there was something on this company, but he just opened like a vision of it so clearly a couple weeks ago. And it's this is so scary for me to say this just because I'm like, I'm that this is not my MO. Like I don't naturally like but it, even if even if it changes, like that's yeah. this is where you're at right now. This is like the dream that God's giving you right now. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to be open and open book about this. So oh, 
You're welcome. Get it. I got the juice for you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So I've known, I, I was talking to my team. This started by, I wanted to find ways to repurpose old, like, cast off suits that, you know, were, were a damage or like a fluke or, you know, whatever, or leftover fabric from cutting and sewing the suits and all this thing. So I initially started just by looking for like an organization or something where I could send them the fabric and they would repurpose it or either give the suits to somebody in need or the fabric to somebody in need or repurpose that fabric into some other product or something else. And so I, I had my team and I researching this for a few months and nothing was popping up. Wait, of, I'm, can I, sorry, clarification. You mean like when, kind of like what you were saying about like waste, like when you print, yeah. when you print pattern or when you like cut out patterns by nature, there is some fabric yes. waste. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. you I'm, have to I'm cut, trying. you have to cut the actual like shape of like a swimsuit bottom or something. And even though you can kind of like puzzle piece all the cuts together so that you right. use the most fabric, there is still going to be some fabric left over that's just like little slivers and slips and, you know, things that you can't turn into a suit, obviously. Right. So I wanted to try to find a way to repurpose all of that. And nothing was coming to our attention that actually had like a deep, you know, meaning that we really connected to, hardly anything came at all, but a couple did that we were just like, ah, oh, we don't feel like we connect with this vision. We don't actually know what's happening to the suits or the material or whatnot. So I was still sitting on that and thinking, how can I, you know, make more of an impact with this company? How can I continue to, you know, make a difference in the world with this company? And I was on a marketing meeting with Max and just in the middle of like this, this, deep like funnel conversation. And in the middle of this conversation, God drops a vision into my head and I just started crying. And the vision that he gave me, I'm going to start crying again. The vision that he gave me was, I told you I wanted to bring like fulfillment in-house, but I saw this big warehouse that was beautiful, like aesthetic, so pretty, and had women of all shapes, sizes, colors, like everything, such diversity in that warehouse. And women were laughing and they were sewing suits and they were, you know, working the machines to cut the suits and they were packing the suits. And there were women around them who were, you know, leaning over their shoulder and giving them hugs. And in that picture, I just knew I want to turn Evie Swim into a company that is all in-house and employs women coming out of human trafficking who are then given a job with life skills in an environment that loves them, where they're given discipleship and uh, nurtured and, and poured into, given counseling, you know, all of that, where they're empowered and blessed and loved on coming out of such a horrific lifestyle and is such a... Uh, terrible life situation and they get to work with a company that is making a difference in the world that cares about them with women who pour into them as well. Wow. So. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. Oh my God. That's obviously, obviously down the road, that's going to take a little while to get to that stage and, and to be able to really see that come to life. So I just have to be patient at this point and just be faithful in this season that we're in and and work really hard in the season that we're in. But that for me is my long-term vision. I have other stuff like business related of things that I want to see Evie Swim do or or become and, you know, expand and and different stuff like that. But for me, that's at the heart of the company and everything that I create, especially with this company, I want it to be 
forwarding God's kingdom and changing lives, even with swimsuits. Like I want lives to be impacted and changed, whether it's the women wearing the swimsuits where they feel finally like confident and excited to wear something that they can, you know, show their kids the world. They no longer feel like they're embarrassed of their mom bod or, you know, whatever it is. And and they hide from taking their adventures. If it's something like that, or if it's, you know, the the women working in the warehouse who for the first time in their life actually feel loved for who they are and not for their body and you know feel like they're actually safe in this environment for the first time in their lives so with everything that i do especially with this company i just want to bring god into the center and change the world around me in whatever way i can that's so powerful evie Thanks. that is so powerful <laughs> thanks well, and it's such a a testament to like even a company that's selling something like swimsuits. Like you can you can change the world doing whatever. And I yeah. think that's such a beautiful example because like you wouldn't think like oh, like I'm selling swimsuits. That's not going to change the world. But like if you rethink how you're looking at that, like the organizational structure of like what you just said even can change the world or like the how it makes the women feel when they are in the suits. Like, yeah, I think so many people write themselves off because they're like, oh, I can't change the world because I'm in X industry or like yeah. I'm just doing this. And it's like, how can you look at that situation and be like, no, how, what, how can I use where God's placed me to impact and change the world doing what I'm doing or, or where I'm at? Yeah. And I think it's like, even as I've gotten into the, the fashion industry, I'm just shocked at what the normals are of, you know, how people treat each other, how, uh, you know, manufacturers act, how pattern makers act, how, you know, just just different things where it's, it's just not about customer experience <laughs> at all. They don't give a crap about how the customer feels. And I am just not about that. I'm, I'm about quality from, you know, the experience that you have with the company down to the products, like everything. And so even as I've kind of gotten into this industry a little bit more, my my desire was just to find a manufacturer who would sew my suits. And now I'm kind of like, huh, what would it be like to actually revolutionize the fashion industry and turn it into from this like angry, hateful, like selfish, self-protected, self-protecting industry into, you know, something where people actually care about each other and it's not so cutthroat, but that's also a big I think, goal. <laughs> I think people are afraid to dream that big. And I, I hope that by listening to this, it gives them permission to dream big. Yeah. Like, like no matter what you're doing out there, you can change like, like the fact that you're even saying like, oh, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a startup swimsuit line. I'm going to change the fashion industry. <laughs> like, yeah, go do it. <laughs> like, like, don't just, don't play small. Yeah. Is I think like the message that I'm kind of hearing yeah. is don't play small. If God has given you a gift and he's called you to a vision or called you to a business or to an idea, it doesn't have to be a business, but just if he's called you to something and you feel that pressed on your heart, then stop playing small. Yeah. Stop worrying about what you don't know. Stop worrying about what people will think of you and go after it. Mm-hmm. Change the world. Amen. That's, that's just what I'm getting from that. Oh, amen. I love it. I could not agree more. <laughs> okay. Second to last question. Advice for anybody that's as crazy as you that wants <laughs> to 
start a product or a fashion line from the ground up, if they're not in the industry at all, what do you wish you would have known at the very beginning, like that you know now? I think it's a lot more work than I realized. And it's a lot harder than I realized. But it's also, in ways, a lot more fun than I realized. And I think my biggest encouragement, like my advice for someone who's wanting to consider this, if you're wanting to go big, like a big scale, really bring people on who know what they're talking about, who can do the work. If you're wanting to go smaller, I would say figure it out on your own with people who can, you know, put in input and advice. Like if you're wanting, if you're like, I'm really good at sewing and I've always felt that, you know, shorts were an area where I didn't like what was being created and you have the capabilities to do it on your own. Like don't be afraid to start small. I think that's the other thing too is like, I don't want you to hear my story and just because I had the financial resources and the ability with where I live in Southern California and all of this to really go kind of big starting off, don't feel that that your small beginning is lesser than. Like you have to start somewhere. So I don't know. I feel like don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid, afraid to Google stuff. Bring people on who know what they're doing. Ask you know, for their help, be humble in, in like the number of meetings I've had with my team where I would just sit there and be like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you explain that? Can you like, you guys, you just went way over my head. Can we talk about that term? Can we talk about this concept? Like I just had to like swallow my pride and be like, I am ignorant. Please explain. And I think that's part of what will help you grow is being willing to admit that you don't know something and then ask for help. Mm. So good. Well, thank you, Evie, so much for being on the podcast. It was an honor to have you on the show. Oh my gosh, such an honor to be here. I've dreamed of it forever. Oh, so glad. Well, where can people... Okay, this is literally what we ask every guest, but also genuinely, where can people find the suits, shop the suits, check out the website that I know is bomb? All yes, that. yeah. So you can go to eviswim.com for all of the everything on the website. And then if you want to follow us on social media, you can come follow at Evie Swim on Instagram. And I just hope you guys love this. Seriously, this has been such a labor of love and and so much work and so much fun and something that's really, I really care about. So I don't know. I just hope you enjoy the suits that you get something out of it. And this is just the beginning too. That's the that's the fun part is even though this is the launch and in some ways it feels like, okay, we're done. Like this is just the beginning, trust me. But now everyone knows and we yes. can join along yes. and, and be excited with you. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, perfect. Everyone go give Evie so much freaking love. Go give Evie Slim some love just go shop her suits. I cannot freaking wait to get my hands on the freaking striped magical <laughs> goddess suit. What's, do you have names for it? Do yeah. you know the names yet? Well, What's I, the striped suit? Well, it depends on what cut it's in because that's the print. Oh, wait. Oh, I don't even know. I've only seen the one piece striped. <laughs> okay, well, the one piece striped. Do you have your website? Can you share it with me now? Right now? Or is it not together? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of together. <laughs> I want to know. Anyways, okay. okay. I'll, well, you don't have to answer that. You will right. find the name of the, the one-piece striped suit on the website if you're now curious. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, we will leave you to go stalk Evie Swim. Good day and good night. <laughs>